question on many people's minds, the sort of people who follow trials in our uh, jury predictors. Why is the El Chapo jury taking so long? A lot of people thought yes. that th- that it'd be like, uh, well, like OJ, but in the reverse. Uh, just a couple hours later, they'd be back. He's guilty. He's guilty of everything. This guy's a scumbag. The, the prosecution laid it out very well. No, it's taken now, is it two weeks they've been at it? And uh, people are concerned. And the other day, when uh, they all got back in the courtroom and uh, it was announced the jury needs more time, they've got some discussions about something, El Chapo stood up, let out a big laugh, and clapped his lawyer on the back loudly. Wow. So he's he's really feeling like uh, man, he's got somebody on his side. Or maybe he knows that he's got somebody on his side. I, I hope not. I hope he hasn't actually reached a juror with either a threat or a check. But it's not impossible. Or both. Or both, yeah. Or both, yeah. Um, yeah. Would it be, could one juror do it? You reach one juror that says, nah, I just don't think, I just don't think so. I think I think he was framed. Is that all it would take? Yeah, to get a hung jury. You know, they wouldn't acquit him. But, you know, it'd be a hung jury after, you know, yelling at each other for a week or so. And crying and that sort of thing. And then uh, the government would have to retry him. Hmm. Drag all the witnesses back into court and do the whole thing again at a rather enormous expense. They would, though. They they absolutely would. In this case. You know, if it turned out the jury was 10 to 2 to acquit, and there were only a couple of holdouts that wanted to convict, eh, they might rethink it. But the biggest drug lord on earth, yeah, I think they'll retry him no matter what. So we'll see. Although the fact that they have, you know, there are a lot of charges, I think. So it could be they're just being methodical, but yeah, I was I was surprised that they're still deliberating going into week number two. So they um, they found a, a letter from George Washington, father of our country, Joe. Yes, thank you. He's uh, the the general in the Continental Army. Uh, it was uh, in a private collection for many decades, I guess. Um, written a week after Washington told Alexander Hamilton that he would likely accept calls to assume the presidency, even though he didn't want to. Um, uh, the Constitution was under attack, and uh, the soon-to-be first president of our land uh, was writing to... Uh, who is he writing to? Richard Peters, whose significance has been lost to history, but I'm not going to make fun of him. George Washington has never written me any letters, so he had to be somebody. Old Dick Peters got a letter from George Washington. Sure. Well, you got to write him to get him, Jack. I'm sure he wrote to, hey, G-Dub, what do you think of all this stuff in the papers? G-Dub wrote back, <clears throat> it would seem from the public gazettes that the minority in your state are preparing for another track uh, attack of the now adopted government. How formidable it may be, I know not. I tell you what, rule number one, whenever you read the Founding Fathers' letters to each other and their friends and all, is they were a heck of a lot more literate than we are these days. You know, of course, they were uh, toward the top of society. Educated men. But uh, where was I? I know not. But that providence which has hitherto smiled on the honest endeavors of the well-meaning part of the people of this country will not, I trust, withdraw its support from them at this crisis. You have to be kind of used to reading and the rhythms of that time. Because by the time you get to the end of the sentence, you forget what the subject is. The subject was providence, a.k.a. God. Hmm. So, God will not withdraw his support during this crisis. Um, and he says he's been away from home a lot. Sorry, I haven't written. I was very sorry to hear of the above letter that the crops of wheat in the lower parts of your state were indifferent. (laughs) Okay. You hate to have indifferent wheat. 
The cause assigned for it, aided by the uncommonly wet spring, produced the same effect with us. Hmm. And it goes on at length, pages. And that's, that's Well, they had no TV. Well, right. No Netflix at all. <laughs> There's nothing else to do. No. <laughs> Why didn't they just play their video games? <laughs> they could binge watch the river going by. Um, he goes on for paragraphs about farming stuff. The buckwheat, which I sowed in the spring or in the early part of summer for manure was, I apprehend, put in too late and stood too long before it was plowed in. For I have been amazingly plagued with it. Huh. Yes. Fabulous. Unfortunately. Then he goes on for a paragraph, a paragraph about buckwheat in the proper planting of it. It's, we the people on this farm. That's right. Admit. <laughs> and then he, he another couple of paragraphs on planting. And uh, pe- then he go- gets into potatoes and carrots and peas and the importance of rotating those crops. Um, and then finally, he gets into the part about God not abandoning the uh, the Constitution and the government. Um, with best respects to Mrs. Peters and yourself, in which Mrs. Washington joins me, I am, dear sir, your most overt, humble servant, G. Washington. That's the way I sign all my letters. That's I am, right. your, my dear sir, your most overt servant. Judy says, hey, too. No, no, not good enough. I'm going to sign off with best respects to Mrs. Armstrong and yourself, in which Mrs. Getty joins me. I am, dear sir, your most overt, humble servant, Jay Getty. Awesome. Henceforth. Anyway, they're going to auction that off, and they're thinking it could get hundreds of thousands of bucks. It's it's a good thing that there's a little constitution in there, and a little, if God does not abandon us, this country will endure, because all the stuff about rotating peace, it's just not that good. I mean, I realize it's G-Dub. So if he wrote, note to self, get wig cleaned, that would still be incredibly significant. Especially, especially if it's got his signature. Well, well oh my God, I would, I would pay many dollars sure. for that, and I would cherish it. But I'm glad he mentions the country at least a little bit there. Damn buckwheat. You plant it too late, it just dies. Am I wrong? I mean, again, novel but not as cool. A huge part of the funny verbiage of, uh, worry not. That's because that was all before apostrophes were invented, right? We couldn't say don't worry about it. F's looked like S's or vice versa. Yeah, exactly. So I I am uh, fascinated by the New Green Deal, not in the way that uh, a lot of people are. I'm trying to figure out what is going on in terms of the rollout, the intent, the game that is being played. I feel like maybe there is some political three-dimensional chess going on. I'm just not sure by who and for what purpose. For instance, a a, a chunk of the New Green Deal that stuck out to a lot of people, the, the one that made my head spin around, was the idea that the government would provide a living wage to people who are unable or unwilling to work. So, and I thought, oh, that's a, that's a, that's crazy. That was a hot hot button. Well, of course, that's something we've we've never gone that far. Right. We're gonna we're gonna give you enough money to live, even if you just don't want to work. Right. For the record, is anyone keeping a record? I think the thing is idiocy top to bottom. But you're right. That was a big, red, shining, oh, my God, are they serious thing. So there's some doubt as to the authenticity of that now. Apparently, this is from Tucker Carlson uh, last night referencing Friday night. On Friday, we interviewed one of Ocasio-Cortez's advisors. He was Cornell Law Professor Robert Hockett. And we asked him about a fact sheet we had read from Ocasio-Cortez's office And it called for sending tax dollars to people who are, quote, unwilling to work. So we asked Hockett about it. He said that line never appeared. It wasn't real. It was a right-wing hoax. Watch. 
the unwilling to work thing was in her backgrounder. That has no, been absolutely no, confirmed. No, You're no, saying no. Definitely, no. definitely not. Definitely. Well, the clip you just saw went viral over the weekend. HuffPo wrote a story about how the show had been duped and then spanked by someone delivering the facts. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez herself agreed on Twitter. Turns out they were all lying. So that that's Tucker's take on it. I I still don't know if I mentioned this on Friday when we were going through it. I I felt like they were putting in stuff that they thought would make Fox News viewers heads explode for some reason. Like oh, they're writing AOC it. Or people? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let, let, what's the craziest stuff we could put in here that would just drive people crazy? That would just make them go nuts. Right. But, but then I thought, I can't quite figure out what you're trying to accomplish with that. But I want to make or, sure I understand. So. The guy who Tucker was talking to said, no, that was never in the plan. No, he's one and of the Tucker advisors, said, so he should we know. We got the backgrounder from AOC's office, and it was in there from her. That's what Tucker says, yeah. Right. I have no reason to not believe him, but there's a lot of people claiming a lot of things, so I don't know what the truth is. All right. Um, but it's interesting. Well, it's it's since been taken out. There are versions out, out there now that it's not in there. So who did that, and for what reason? Well, if I don't know who put it in... Who took it out? Was it took it out of what? If it was ever never in, you know what I mean. But if it was, if it was in the original version, yes. Was that you think it was trolling? I thought what it was interesting trolling. Theory. I, I thought that I thought I thought that document was trolling. Very, see, I thought they're I thought they're so out to sea ideologically, and such communists they didn't understand how objectionable it was. But. I, I got to admit, I mean, it was so loony. Tony. Right, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah, okay. So over the top with the cow's flatulence and the. Oh no, cow flatulence is a big thing. I know it's a hard, thing. Hard, next hard to a cow. It's, a, it's tough to take. Hey, oh my God, how about you leave the room before you do that? But, the, but I just felt like they went out of their way to come up with something that would make the, a certain segment of the country go, "Oh my God!" Which I mean, if they meant it literally, you would go, "Oh my God!" You should go, "Oh my God!" To gin up hatred of them? I don't know. There is. I a, don't know what's going on there here. There is a certain segment of voters as who there there is not a better advertisement for an idea that I want to vote for than a viral Tucker Carlson segment railing against it. If if I see that, there is a certain not me personally, but this this voter sees that that is a great argument of I, I just know that I disagree with Tucker Carlson. Right. If he is against right. this as angrily as he is, that means I'm for it uh, to counteract. Maybe that. that's it. Gotta um, help the nation. Then right. on the other side, if only of it, George Washington were here, he could advise us on how to deal with this and also when to plant buckwheat. Then on the other side of it, if the unwilling to work was in there, and she put it in there on purpose, and then they took it out when it started to get a backlash. Mm-hmm. What was what was going on there? What was that? You didn't think there'd be a backlash to that, or I, I don't know, or if it was just in, I don't know. I really don't know what's going on. There's some gamesmanship going on yeah, by no people doubt. who understand new media and the news cycles that on both sides that I don't quite understand what's happening. Right, and this is all intriguing. I, it really is interesting. On the other hand, the stuff that's undoubtedly in there that they're claiming proudly is Looney Tunes top to bottom and must be rejected by all thinking Americans. Is that it? With regards from Mrs. Getty as well. Is it to get us all arguing about unwilling to work? That's crazy. Okay, we take that out. That wasn't supposed to be in there. It was. What are we arguing about? And then we just forget about some of this other stuff that I see as socialism that they like. Right. And they think that'll slide through. I don't know. I don't know. It's complicated. 
eliminate the airplanes. And all the major candidates for the presidency have, have, have agreed to this. They've said, yeah, I'm behind that. Behind all of it? It's nuts. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. nation. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. The Armstrong and Getty Show. When I walked through the front door, I swear I heard the back door slam. I got a sneaky suspicion. Disney has released another teaser trailer for its upcoming live-action Aladdin reboot. Either that or the Blue Man Group released a horror film. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen that, Ed? That's a pretty funny joke. Ah, My kids are excited about that. Excellent. I kind of missed the kid movie period of my life. I'm just not that aware of them now. But, man, I loved them. I mean, the good ones when we had little kids. Because you know, there's some darn good storytelling. And, you know, it's reasonably wholesome, obviously. And They're not all good. Uh, got some good music in them, a lot of them, too. You got your Elton John and Tim Rice teaming up. Is there, like, a big team who's who's helping out Disney these days and Pixar? Does Randy Newman still write song for a kids movie? No? I don't. There have been fewer, Why are you saying that? There have been fewer better castings in the history of film than Robin Williams as a magical genie. Certainly. A lot of the big things you're talking about and thinking about are fantastic, but the Netflix stuff, a lot of the Netflix kids' shows are just terrible. Yeah. Just terrible they've yeah. got right now. Mm. So we were talking about this yesterday, and um, and it's just, as the kids say, it's a thing. And it, it, it actually drove me into a pit of despair yesterday. I was a little despair pitted. It was just a mood. I'm over it. But it was your birthday. Yeah. And it, it, even Michael says to me this morning, in an effort to be kind, because he is a very kind man, said, hope you had a good day yesterday. It was an effing Monday. All right. I had to work. I had to get ready for today's work. I had a couple of chocolate chip cookies. It was a big nothing. That's what it was. It was a nothing. It happened to be the day that marks when I was in the same place relative as the sun to the sun that I was the day I was born. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> Super great. Look, there's Mars just where it was. I remember it well. Hmm. Um, but it was, it, was, it was all right. It was Monday. Anyway. Well, we're we'll throwing ta- away that cake. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Michael. No, I, I know exactly. You're a good man. So listen, we were talking about this yesterday, how... Everybody's making a big deal about taxpayers' refunds being smaller this year, and people are angry and outraged and displaying a complete lack of understanding that the refund is just a overtax. No, 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 no. If my refund's smaller, my taxes went up. Trump said my taxes were going to go down. My taxes went up. I usually get around $800 back. I'm only getting $200 back. My taxes went up. Well, here's where I give up and get drunk like it was my birthday. Uh, yeah, that seems to be the widespread perception. We've been watching the, the bank of TV screens here in the studio all morning, and all the net networks are going with controversy over shrinking refunds. And, and voters are angry. Here's Sal Ramirez, 20-year-old packaging designer in San Gabriel Valley, California. 
I'm really frustrated with my refund this year. I was expecting a good chunk of change. I was going to put it toward buying a car. He uh, earns 45 gur. He said he received a refund last year, more than $1,200. He just got his refund. It's only $900 this year, well, almost certainly because of those changes to the tax laws. Well, did they nail down whether... He's pissed! Well, did they nail down whether he paid more or less in taxes this year? Ramirez, that's the only question. Ramirez couldn't remember whether his total tax bill went up or down. He was just focused on his refund. Right. Okay. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, it, no, it doesn't. It is illogical. In fact, it is. It's. It's worse than illogical. It is representing something as the opposite of what it is, uh, for the purpose of of misleading people. Uh, but this from eighty five percent of people paid less tax, according to the Washington Post's view of right. the Trump tax bill. Correct. But a lot of those people are getting smaller refunds for a variety of reasons, withholding and everything like that. Yeah, five percent of Americans paid more. That's mostly in blue states. Um, Democrats see the statistics showing declining refunds this tax filing season as an opportunity to attack the 2017 Republican tax overall as a giveaway to the rich at the expense of the middle class, even though those middle class taxpayers paid less total taxes. There's no hope for democracy. No, that is disappointing. We'll more on this to come. Oh, yeah. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Donald Trump tackling the Democrats' Green New Deal for one and all. Hey, you want a job? Now is the time to get one. We got a new report just out. And the connection between pets and your next sweetie coming up. Got new baseball rules and new football league, we should mention at some point. All coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. surge in popularity of Ted Bundy, the serial killer. I saw 2020 there on ABC is going to do a feature on it. I think it's an anniversary. Is it? Is uh, a new documentary. Or new, not documentary. A new movie came out. Zach Efron plays them. Um, so there's a lot of this, why are you romanticizing and kind oh. of cooling up? Uh, see, I That's didn't know that. Question. So there's yeah. a movie. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I started in on the Netflix documentary. So good. Oh, man. It's It's something. It is really well put together. We're well, living in peak documentary time. It's it's about the hundreds of hours of interviews he did when he finally was willing to so-called tell his story. But yeah, it's something. I had it up to here with Ted Bundy a number of years ago. Of course, you know I read enough about him to have it up to here, so I right. can't condemn people for getting into it. But yeah, I never went down the Ted Bundy road. I went down other serial killers' roads and had enough of them. He was a horrific, brutal, oh. inhuman piece oh. of garbage. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but Netflix show good. I I I just said bad things about Netflix a few minutes ago. So I'd I'd say something good about Netflix. I don't want to cut off my service or something. (laughs) Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump had a raucous rally in El Paso, Texas last night. Trump vowing to continue building the wall and pushing for increased border security. And he spent some time going after the Democrats for what he called an introduction to socialism. They introduced a massive government takeover. That would destroy our incredible economic gains. They introduced the so-called Green New Deal. It sounds like a high school term paper that got a low mark. It would shut down American energy, which I don't think the people in Texas are going to be happy with that. It would shut down a little thing called air travel, 
How do you take a train to Europe? So we got this text, which I think might be what's going on here regarding the new Green Deal. I believe the Democrats are taking the art of the deal to the extreme, which is interesting since we were just hearing from Donald Trump. They've outlined the most outlandish goals and desires, allowing just enough time for it to be seen and talked about, then removing the posts, having everybody go crazy about it and laugh at the ignorance and stupidity of the extremists on the left. Then they'll come back with something that will sound reasonable compared to it and get much further than they've ever been before. Pegging the negotiation. Exactly. Uh, the, uh, The whole question of socialism, reading some really good stuff about Venezuela, and it all gets back to the ancient horse or rider conversation about socialism. I'll tell you what I mean. Here's a a short paragraph from the uh, WAPO. Uh, Socialism's role in Venezuela's collapse, observers say, is not as clear as either side likes to think. At least fleetingly, socialist policies propped up by state petrodollars have bolstered the country's status as one of the Western Hemisphere's most equitable societies. But, and this is a big old funky but, (laughs) state-heavy policies that distorted prices and exchange rates Coupled with corruption, mismanagement, and official repression, turned Venezuela's economic landscape into scorched earth. Well, those advocates of socialism and or communism, say, of the Soviet Union, of Maoist China, of Cambodia, of East Germany, the whole Soviet bloc, of Venezuela. Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't socialism itself. It was that uh, Chavez and then Maduro did a bad job of running it. It can still work. It's not the horse, it's the rider. It's not the arrow, it's the Indian there, Elizabeth Warren? Uh, Sure. Those of us who've seen the horse careen into the guardrail and and have to be put out of its misery every single time that horse has been ridden. Meanwhile, it's the citizens who get saddled with, I I don't know, I I think there's something there. Yeah, there's an opportunity. That's a decent rough draft. (laughs) So, my argument would be, so you're proposing socialism? Uh, meaning a substantially state-run economy. Substantial part of revenue being confiscated by the government and confiscated and then redistributed is going to happen without distorted prices and exchange rates and corruption, mismanagement, and official repression. That will never, ever happen. It ain't the rider, it's the horse. So this bad horse. Still trying to figure out. Would the, that it were? Would that it were? Still trying to figure out the politics. The horse faced John Kerry there. This texter believes that the Democratic Party, maybe Nancy Pelosi, used AOC. She she believes the most extreme stuff. Let's let her go crazy with this. Get all the attention. Mm-hmm. We'll come back with something way to the right of that that we've always wanted, but look like the reasonable crowd. With AOC's complicity or without? Or this user? texter believes without. I don't know. Interesting theory. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There's something going on. What's going on with that unwilling to work part? Was that in there right. or not? Right. Either either it, was, either it wasn't actually in there, and I don't understand, or it was actually in there, and why'd they back off it so quick and it disappeared from the website? You know, I hate to say this because... Berating AOC and her proposal is the wind beneath my wings. It's really giving me a lot of joy. But the uh, supporting those unwilling to work puts her to the left of the Soviets. I mean, so I I agree with the texture. They are running. This is what it feels like to have Trump's playbook run against you. You're having the same reactions when everyone. What do you mean Mexico's going to pay for it? <laughs> that, doesn't make, that doesn't make any sense. Thirty foot wall, border to border. Yeah, okay, they will settle for several hundred uh, miles more fence. You're right. I mean, uh, I did watch roundtable discussions on Chris Matthews' show. How would Mexico? 
Mexico pay for it? And I'm thinking they're not. They're not. Just, <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's the response to people who are a fan of this. And no, right. no, it's, they're, they're working it out. They, On the know. other hand, Trump knew he was being silly. Does AOC know she's being silly? See, I think they were sitting around drinking apple teenies laughing about the crazy stuff they the were putting in there and, her birthday and how they were going to make people's heads explode. I think, but I don't know. But that's my guess. That's the argument. I'm not going to pay for that f***ing wall. No, easy there, Mr. President. Uh, I'm, I'm Salty language, no bueno. <laughs> All right, my friends, Valentine's Day is coming up. Remember to please the pets. A new survey of dog owners shows that most of the dog owners look to their animals when considering who to date. According to the dog walk, wow, people app, are dating their dogs. Yeah, that's no, that's no, a no. crime in like no, 48 no, states. No, no, no. It should be in the other two, right? <laughs> according Looking to that, at you, Mississippi. <laughs> according to the dog walking app Wag, 77 percent of people agree that how their pet reacts to a new love interest is very important. Most people don't listen to their parents. I'm sorry, are we just going past the point that there's a dog walking app? How does it walk your dog? What do you need? And, and, and how ridiculous a poll can you cook up and get Marshall to mention the name of your app on the air? That's my question. Remember, nothing wrong with the short newscast. Most you, people Michael. don't listen to their parents or to their friends about dating advice, so 50% say... If their dog isn't happy with someone, that is a romance deal killer. I've heard women say this. I've known women who say this, that like if their dog doesn't like a guy, there's something wrong with him. So I'm picturing Judy finally gets smart, takes me to the cleaners, and moves out. So there, me and Baxter are sitting there, and I bring a gal over, and he just clearly does not like her. I don't think it works the same way with guys as it does with girls. Yeah, no, I think the girls believe the dog, which is protective, right, picks up on the creep vibe. Oh, wait a minute. Yep. And, uh, That's not crazy. No, it's not. I don't think it is crazy. Yep. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Cursive. Baxi Taxi, as we often call him. It's cute, isn't it? <laughs> um, if, if, he's, uh, if he's constantly growling at her. I think something's going on. I got two dogs. I have four dogs total, but I got two dogs that bark at me every day when I get home like they've never seen me before, like I'm an intruder. <laughs> and it's just weird. Wow. Bark at, bark at me, back at me. Woo, 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 woo. Somebody's here. It's me. I say, it's me, it's me, it's me. It's I give you guy food. Me. <laughs> what is your wife telling the dogs while you're gone? I pick up oh, your really? poo. <laughs> This exists because of me. Exactly. <laughs> Who is this guy? I don't recognize Every him. Every day. It's weird. Wow, that's a little off-putting. It's it is. Hurtful. It makes me feel like something's happened to me. That my dogs don't recognize me. Wow. Wow. Or don't like me. Are you really you? It's an yeah, existential ghost or what? Wow. Oh, my God. You don't realize it's the last scene. <laughs> you, you've yeah, been right. dead all along. <laughs> So a new football league, there are new baseball rules. I'd like to touch on at least those two things. Quick sports notes. One strike, you're out. Game's going to be much snappier. <laughs> you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
think the words were, you've crossed the line. Um, and my thought was, what line have I crossed? And I remember reminding them of things going back to the 90s, of what I had done, what credibility I would have to comment about these things. And their reaction to that was, you're right, you're right. But this puts us in a position that's untenable for us. So you can't do the Super Bowl. Bob Costas, one of the most successful sports announcers of the last half century, certainly, pulled from Super Bowl coverage because he had talked too openly about concussions being a problem for the league. Yeah, yeah. And told he crossed the line. Well, I get it. There's... Yeah, I get it, too. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a for-profit enterprise. Yeah. I mean, if you are just a, a crusader for cardiovascular, you know, against cardiovascular disease, and and you're there's a big McDonald's opening. They're gonna uh, have you announce it. No, Bob Costas is a combination. It's too weird. Great sportscaster and sees himself as a, as a real journalist. Yes, they don't want journalism. No, and I don't. And I understand why they don't. They're just putting on a show. Mm-hmm. I don't. We don't need somebody in here reminding us of the the truth of the right. of the football thing. Yeah. And he. Um. I remember after the Penn State thing. I appreciate him saying it because it, sure. you know, it shines a spotlight on the dynamics of sports. Yeah, you, 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 you certainly shouldn't be surprised though if you get if you yanked for the broadcast. And I remember after the Penn State thing when we found out they were running a, um, it would seem a, uh, a conspiracy to hide child rape uh, there at Penn State University mm-hmm. with their coaching staff. Bob Costas said if they play football. If they're allowed to play football next year, we have a big problem in this country. And at the time, I thought, I'll bet they don't play. But they did. Yeah. They went forward, and they got to play. Yeah. They got to continue to do what they are doing. So, yeah, he's, he sees himself as a journalist. And maybe he's got enough money he doesn't have to care. I'm mm-hmm. sure he does. Um, Bob Costas, his favorite sport is baseball. And there are some changes to baseball. I only want important stuff. Yeah, so I don't want something that's not important. So baseball is is struggling, as this article says. Attendance is down. Uh, a work stoppage after the 2021 season looks increasingly unavoidable. Oh, you've got to be kidding. And with three more years of non-competitive behavior from a majority of the 30 MLB teams, uh, the work stoppage will actually feel like an act of mercy. But there's been a lot of uh, proposed rule changes being bandied about as ways to try to Man. recapture some sort of audience share that has slipped away. I'm not sure Major League Baseball can survive another strike, a stoppage. I mean, several. It's getting harder and harder for people not just say, "Look, I got other entertainment options." Right? No, yeah. Do what you want, millionaires. So, so, what are the new rules? So, a couple of these are are aimed specifically at reducing the length that that the game is played on. They're it's too uh, long. They're looking to further reduce the number of mound visits. Something that they did this year for the first time ever. They limited it to six per game. Right. They're looking to do that more. Um, they're going to do a twenty second pitch clock. Where you only Finally. Have, you have a, you have a certain amount of time in between pitches, and if the pitcher's not ready, it'll be a ball. If the batter's not ready, it'll be a strike. I Finally. like it. Your arm guard is fine. You don't need to put the velcro back on it, Mister Hitter. You didn't even swing the bat. Stop refastening everything. I find this one. Your OCD. Get help. This one to me, I think, <laughs> is the most interesting, and also has the the most pushback from quote unquote baseball purists. Imposing a three batter three batter minimum for pitchers, so you can no longer do the wait. They're doing that. I'm against. These that. are all proposed. None oh, of these, proposed. These, yeah, these I'm, are all I'm proposed. against that. That's that's a big time strategy right there. It's not strategy for Derek Jeter was the worst at this. You know, he was a 
undo all his Velcro stuff, even if he just took the pitch, and right. then put it back on again. Takes like two minutes per pitch. Stop it. That's not, but you know, a different pitcher per batter, that's one of the great strategies of the game. Right, because you can't that. bring him in again. He's done. Yeah. You, we just wasted him on one hitter. Give me uh, one more good one, because I want to mention that football again I know nothing about. Uh, bringing the DH to the National League, so not having a separate hitting Boo! position rule for both. Boo! I, I think it's silly that there's a different one for the American National League. They should both be the same, whether you want to make the DH for both leagues or have pitchers bat for both leagues. I think they should be the same. Yeah, I like pitchers hitting. Anyway, so I didn't even know there was a new football league. The Alliance of American Football kind of snuck up on me, too. Craig, the Obamacare lawyer, uh, hit, this, uh, uh, hit me to this. Uh, they debuted on Saturday night, prime time on CBS, to the extent that there is prime time on the, a Saturday. Do the quarterbacks not have skirts on them like they do in the NFL now? Thank you for getting that out. Literal helmets were being knocked off of quarterbacks. I'm angry old guy at the bar talking about how tougher we all used to be back in the day. <laughs> oh, you're damn right. Back when we beat back the Nazis. Not that far back? Okay, when we beat back, well, the Vietnamese. Well, anyway, we were tough. <laughs> Uh, it was the same overnight rating for the NBA game on ABC between the Houston Rockets and Oklahoma City Thunder. I had heard that um, that it was actually more. Yeah, the one I'm seeing is the the football rating is a 2.1, the NBA a 2.0. So yeah, that's a that's a big time NBA game too. And that was San Antonio versus San Diego. Um, and then Atlanta the and Orlando. Did this even existed? The San Antonio Commanders and the San Diego Fleet. Huh? Who are the other ones? i got to get these nicknames in there. These are good. All right. I chose to skip them, the, John. The Orlando Apollos because of the space. <laughs> right. Thing. And the Atlanta Legends because of all the legends in Atlanta. <laughs> Glad we took that time, Sean. Now, the next day. Fleet's be- okay, I guess. <laughs> all right. The Birmingham Iron. <laughs> oh, come on. They're very strong. Forged in fire. Um, the Arizona Hot Shots and Salt Lake Stallions There's got a fairly teams? poor uh, rating. Yes. It's eight team league. Wow. Yeah. How'd this slip under my radar? Well, the Alterna Football League thing has been tried many times and generally comes and goes about as quickly as, as I don't know, uh, John Huntsman's. Uh, <laughs> candidacy last time around. But it was on television. So it has right. former LF, NFL executive Bill Polian is one of the founders. It has uh, a couple of former NFL coaches um, uh, coaching the teams. You got uh, Steve Spurrier, Mike Martz, and Mike Singletary, I believe. Wow. All uh, being big coaches. Names. Big names if you know them. Nothing if you don't. Um, so the idea is people love football, and there needs to be some football to watch during the offseason of the NFL, and people would tune in. Yeah, and if if they're making money off of NBA games with those kind of ratings, you could make money off of a football game with those kind of. Oh ratings. sure, yeah, That's the theory. It is a running clock. The games are not longer than two hours. Nice. Everything, and I mean everything, is mic'd up. If there's a if there's a oh, challenge, that, for that's the, appealing. If there's a challenge flag, you hear the conversations the ref have with the guy in the booth watching the How replay. How many MF bombs yeah. are there? Did you have to watch Do it. They on have cable? like a five week delay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm an adult. It didn't even. I I didn't notice. There one. you go. Exactly. <laughs> no, Nothing you don't hear on the schoolyard. I want the salty language, but how do they get that past a network game? Uh, I think that'd be awesome. They have a, a delay and a bleeper. Yeah, do it. Yeah, it, much like the uh, <laughs> halftime. Uh, or coaching in the huddle sort of cameras things, those things are recorded in real time, then viewed, and then broadcast out to you. So they don't, okay. tra- it's not broadcast live mics. Gotcha. Mm. I'd like the, the 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 cussing. I don't know why. I don't, maybe it wouldn't be entertaining very long. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. How much of that is novel? I'm going to blank your blank. Oh, yeah? Blank you. 
You've never even met my mother. There's also there is there are no kickoffs. Each team just starts the ball at the twenty or the twenty five and they go. There's no extra points. Each touchdown is worth six also points good. and you have to go for two. I like nice. that too. There there are a lot of viewer friendly changes. Funny, I like both those rules. That uh that this league is doing and I I think there's something here. It feels like there's hmm. something here. Sports Media Watch points out for comparison the XFL earned an eye popping ten point three overnight rating on its NBC debut in two thousand one, which was four and a half times higher, five times higher. Almost. Their claim to fame was no fair catches, which was going to lead to murders on the field. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> tune in and see somebody die. But that league went away uh, after a year. Of course, this one is in concert with the NFL, right? They're with the approval and cooperation of the NFL, I believe. It's kind of a developmental league. Okay. So it's um, more like a Well, if NFL it was on JV. NFL Network, for instance. Okay, right. so it's NFL JV then. Yeah, that, well, yeah, that'll help. Yeah, okay. It's not yeah. competing against. Okay. There you go. And if you don't like sports, you hate it every second of that. I barely follow sports at this point. Speeding up baseball would be cool, though. Oh, yeah. I, and baseball needs that. You know, the, the whole peripatetic uh, attention span of a flea modern world bothers me in a lot of ways. But I love baseball, and it's going to go away if they don't speed the thing up. Watching a guy get redressed every single pitch? Seriously? Some fat old guy walking out to the mound for ten seconds. Go back to the bench, fat man. (laughs) You're not entertaining me. (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.